I didn't prepare for this one, Connor. This is all your fault. This is literally your fault. You, you know, hounding me to get this episode going. Let's be honest. Do me and you ever prepare for anything? No. This is true. This is true. All right. Well, for <laughs> for the sake of lack of preparation, here we go. Hey guys, oh. welcome back to another episode. I am with the one, the only Connor, the baddie, Abney. No. What's going on, dude? So, <laughs> how you doing? Good. How are you? Good. I know you were pissed about the uh, the whole baddie thing going on. What's that uh -huh. about? I don't know. So, some girl in my math class in high school, the teacher said it, and all of a sudden it stuck with sense. <laughs> and the worst possible thing you ever could have done was to tell me about it, because now that is Your my mission in told life. told you about it. I didn't say anything. Dude, you literally your parents throw you under the bus at any possible uh, um, timing. Like they are constantly yeah. trying to throw you under the bus. That is true, dude. I remember one of our first lessons working together. Um, uh -huh. Your dad came up to me and he he looked me dead in the face and he's like, "Listen, I give you full permission to beat the crap out of my son. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> any yep. possible opportunity, kick his butt." He he yep. did say it a little bit different than that, but yeah. That's the gist of it yep. <laughs> that that's fatherly love for you right there man it is <laughs> so um dude how long have we been working together how long have you been my client i think we're going on 10 or 11 years right now yeah i'm i'm pretty sure you're one of my my first i i i can't say definitively that you're my first but that that first spartan team that yeah. you came in for a workout on i i that was you literally probably within my first month at PFA as a pitching coach. So because I was going to say you were still doing all the workouts and stuff, like helping with workouts and stuff when I first came in. Yeah. Started doing pitching lessons with you. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, I was thinking about it, like right before we got on the episode, um, I was thinking about some of the lessons I was doing up at Serrano high school. And, uh, you remember, uh, Christian Winston? Yeah. He was, he was a part of that, um, summer team or he was a part of that travel ball team. And he was also, um, um, uh, an Aztec as well. But, um, yeah. yeah, that was, that was even earlier than you. I think working with him kind of got the Spartans in the door, which kind of got, uh, the ball rolling with, with our time together, but that was crazy. You never actually did lessons with me at Serrano high school. Did you? No. Yeah. So I think your first lesson was like, after our first workout, your parents were like, Oh shoot. Like Bobby kicks their butt. I want my son to work with him. Yeah. <laughs> that was crazy, man. What, um, what was your like um your first impression of just the PFA facility when you walked in the door for the first time? What what you, what was your thought? I was nervous and I really don't know why, but like whenever I go into new places, I'm always kind of like nervous and like what's it gonna be like? And then like oh we had to work out and 10-year-old me was like, Really, we have to go do a workout for what? What's this gonna do for me? <laughs> That, that I mean, up until this year, I think that's always been your mindset, man. No. <laughs> With your little SpongeBob legs. <laughs> that's crazy. Bro, you, all right, so you have to tell everyone, what did oh, your no. parents get you for, for like your graduation present uh, that you had to wear to your last pitching lesson with me before starting college? Uh, SpongeBob socks and a shirt and stuff. And then I had like these fluorescent like shorts to wear. <laughs> I wish I would have got video of it, man. That was that, so funny. Yeah. I'm shocked nobody <laughs> got video of it. I think you were so nervous about your college, um, like your college transition that uh, 
I didn't want to make it worse for you. So I wanted you to end on a good note. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, the forever SpongeBob legs, uh, talk to me a little bit about, um, how much weight you've gained since going off to college and, uh, and working out in the weight room. So I came here in July and get into the strength coach first day. He had us weigh in to see where we're starting off at. I get on a scale and it says 147.5. I'm like, wow. And strength coach looks at me and goes, well, we got a lot of work to do, buddy. I'm like, okay. First like three weeks of weights, like I slowly started gaining, but it was like 151 for three weeks. Slowly started working up, like got up into the high 150s and then like, in the fall, like trying to put weight on with workouts and everything, it was struggle because conditioning and stuff. I'd be throwing up after running, <laughs> couldn't gain weight to save my life, and then went home for Christmas, gained weight, and now I'm at a hundred and sixty-nine pounds. Dude, fires me up, man. You're you're almost adult weight. That's crazy. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> Finally, and no more uh no more baby uh chicken legs. Um right. dude. Like even leading up into college, I know we talked a little bit about it, like um, summer before you you committed and everything. We were kind of uh, talking about like you needing to get in the weight room more and starting to prioritize about it um, or prioritize the weight room a little bit more. Talk to me a little bit about like that whole time of your life where you were um, beginning to start taking baseball more serious and how that led to you actually committing to San Diego. Yeah, so obviously going into junior seats or junior summer thought I was throwing like a lot harder than I was bullpens. The Velo was a little more up in the bullpens than on the field. It was just mechanical adjustments and stuff, but also needing to get more in the weight room. And as we started to go into the fall and still kind of out there with no offers, I kind of put a little more time into the weight room and started actually like caring about the weight room and not thinking of it more as a chore and thinking as it's getting me where I want to go in life and got the velo back up. San Diego state saw the velo come up and slowly after the velo started to rise, they offered it. within a few weeks. I took the offer. That was, that was so like to the point, man. I love it. <laughs> that like summed up so much work that you actually did. I this this episode is gonna be like just me trying to pull info out of you. I love it. Um just like our bullpen's 15 minute long bullpen's douche gone. Bye. Oh my gosh, bro. I could count the number of words you say with a pitch counter, and it would be probably barely double digits. <laughs> yeah. Well, at least the first like five years of our time. Remember, like the first pitching lessons, I would never talk to you, like you could barely get a word out of me. Oh yeah. No, no, no. I remember. Yep. Yep. I, I remember uh wanting to strangle you a few times. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, um, like a lot of people don't know your story. So like um your travel ball coach was actually um on or he actually is on staff at San Diego, correct? So he no. was what's that? No, he's not. Oh, there was a connection there, though. I, his, I remember his uh, son, the San Diego State head coach, was on my travel team. Over the oh, that that's my fault. Yeah, so yeah. there there was definitely a connection there, and that that definitely got San Diego to get on your radar because he saw the evolution of your uh, your time. Yeah. He um, saw your, all the, the struggles and all the good parts during that summer, and kind of got a feel for everything with me, not just like one like oh, there were seven strikeouts and three innings out. Yeah, I, I was actually talking to like a guidance and advocacy or 
guidance and advocacy guy who um who helps guys get to college and uh that was kind of one of the things we were talking about is coaches don't always want to see just the good they want to they want to see how you handle adversity and and how you overcome obstacles and kind of how you how you make your adjustments so uh it's cool having a guy in your corner like um like your teammate's dad who actually like watched you grow and watched you evolve and kind of saw like your bulldog mentality that that shines through during your all the times that you've had adversity man yeah. um yeah i can think of so many different stories but i just kind of wanted to talk a little bit about some of that adversity that you've um that you've had to overcome um talk to me a little bit about your high school experience like where where'd you start out where'd you end up um tell me tell me a story man so i started at uh granite hills high school my freshman year made varsity freshman year Started pitching a lot, being like only left-handed pitcher. Really started to develop more of a liking for pitching because before high school, I really wasn't into pitching and started pitching a lot more. Was struggling with the hitting side a little bit, but started hitting and was doing both at the same time. And through like 46 innings my freshman year, went into that summer, started to see a little bit of velo rise. Like all of a sudden it was like, oh, wait, you can actually throw decently hard from the left side. And then going into sophomore year, obviously, started to deal with a little bit of tension with some guys and just dealt with some adversity and stuff and just felt like it wasn't the right fit for me going out of COVID or coming into COVID and started just really thinking about things and just trying to figure out what I wanted to do if I was going to stay there or if I wanted to transfer out. And during that time, I met – uh your younger brothers and then we started doing live ABs during the summer at uh, Serrano. They started talking to me about transferring, possibly transferring there and like telling me about the school and stuff. I ended up transferring to Serrano going into my junior year and loved it. Didn't pitch a lot because coming off of COVID and stuff and not throwing a lot and trying to get like innings and then just get a feel for the mound again. And then, Senior year, obviously, during that fall, I committed to San Diego State. And then, obviously, once you commit to a school, there's a big target on your back. So everybody's like, ooh, I want to get a home run or something off the San Diego State commit. Or you hear, is he really good enough to go there stuff? But and then ended up playing senior year at Serrano. And Serrano, I wish I went there for all four years. It was an amazing hmm. school. I loved everything about it. It's good culture there, huh? Yes. Teachers were great. Everybody was cool. Just yeah. much better environment and culture. Yeah. Understanding I, of the students. What's that? And better understanding of like the students and stuff and how everything goes there. Yeah, for sure, man. I think um I think kind of the the biggest piece of the pie when it comes to success in, in high school ball and even in college ball is that it all boils down to the culture. If you don't if you don't have a good group of guys in your corner, you're you're really um you're really stuck like being around people and being around toxicity that that just is not it's not fun to be around. It's it's yeah. negativity. There's it's it's kind of cancerous, you know, like um yeah. I, I, I saw a lot of that in your past. Like from my perspective, I saw how how tough that decision actually was for you to transfer the first time. Like you were you were going back and forth forever. And 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 that just speaks to your character. You're such a loyal person and you're you're so um um 
you handle adversity so well, but um, I know, I know the ins and outs of some of the details of that decision and, and you handled it like a champ, man. Like you're, Thank you. um, tell me a little bit about like the weight off your shoulders when you finally did make that decision to, uh, to go play at Serrano and, and, and be around a better culture. Like what, what was that eye opening experience like for you? So obviously you go into like middle of summer and I fully hadn't made a decision yet. Like there was jokes about transferring somewhere and stuff in June, but then in July, like started becoming more of like, hmm, maybe I should do this. And coming out of July, we ended up sending the papers through, took a little while. And then once the papers went through, it went, whoa, like this is a real thing. Like we're transferring. And then, Obviously, COVID made it hard junior year to even get on campus. Like, I didn't meet any of the guys until, like, January of 21. But once I got there, just the whole, like, vibe of the team and everything was a lot different. Like, felt like everyone actually, like, wanted to be there and was actually enjoying the game and actually had a love for the game. Yeah. And it was just much simpler and just everybody brought everybody up there. Yeah. That, that's that's so important because the game itself is such a negative game and and there there's so much failure in the game that if you have if you have the toxicity and the negativity of people just talking smack all the time but not in like a a building up way but a tearing down way it just yeah. it just makes it harder to to get through a slump or to get through an outing where you can't find the strike zone you know it's it's just it's just not a it's not a good vibe exactly. but um, yeah I think I think that kind of uh, your first introduction to what a good culture and good environment is was kind of what you were saying before, like during COVID uh, my little brothers put like a little sandlot uh, style, like yeah. live a beast workout thing to together. And they were, um, they were playing like how many times a week, like once or twice a week where they yeah, all... would be going out there once or twice a week. Yeah. That was cool. Especially when everything was shut down and everyone was just like kind of isolated yeah. Um, that was that was pretty fun, huh? I went out to a couple games and actually yeah, struck you, you out once. Yeah, I was gonna say no, 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 no. I'm a PO now. We don't bring up the past titty. <laughs> Bro, I, at it. I'm not gonna lie. Like during COVID, for me, uh, I was throwing long toss like 13 times a day uh, with all of my clients because I was trying to maintain distance. So I would just throw long toss with these guys, and my arm got strong during that time. I think I was throwing like 91, 92. And my curveball was nasty, so I don't blame you for striking out. Yeah, yep. <laughs> yeah, I do have that video, by the way, so that might make its did. way into this episode. No! <laughs> um, you, post you posted it. I'm just not in the video. You know why? Why? Because whoever videoed it didn't take a good enough angle and can't see me getting struck out in it. Just That's just they were trying it. not to get hit by my fastball that was wild that day, too. True. <laughs> um, what a... Although I did see you hit a home run, uh, one of the last games of your season, the game I was at where uh, where David was throwing ninety one, and uh, the one the video that ended up uh, helping him get to UCR. Like, um, talk to me about that that home run. So obviously, like I'm not thinking I'm getting up in the sixth inning. Like a bunch of guys ahead of me, and we're already up. Like I think five to one going into the seventh. We kind of know with David on the mound or anybody in our pitching staff that we had our senior year, it was kind of like if we went into the seventh inning with the lead. It was over. Mm -hmm. But I wasn't thinking I was getting up. Guy gets on with a walk. 
And then guy gets out, guy gets out. I'm like, oh, I'm not getting up. I'm like in the hole, like not thinking about it. Like if this kid gets on right now, like there's a chance I get up. And if I get up there, he's going to throw me that inside pitch again on the going yard. But <laughs> somehow he gets on. I get up to the plate. First pitch he throws me in low and inside. Somehow I swung the bat and hit it over the fence. <laughs> I, mean, I started going crazy on the base pass because I wanted to hit one before I fully became a PO. That's right, dude. That was your one of your last opportunities to uh to get it in there, man. That was that was freaking awesome. I was literally this close to to hitting the recording button. I was trying to scramble to get my camera out, and, and then, it was boom. it was literally so fast. I thought you were gonna take the first pitch. I'm not gonna lie, but you just went out hacking, bro, and just freaking. Uh-huh hit it over the fence. Like as I was pulling up the lens, I was literally like right here, ready to, ready to hit that button. And you were already like jogging around the bases. I was like, Gosh, dang it. And then of course, like no one got that video, but yeah, cause I looked at my, awesome. I, I was like having a bad day. At the plate. Like I was over three on the day already. And I looked at my parents and I'm like, don't video this at bat. It's, it's not going to go well. <laughs> no, of course. Yeah, of course. That's the, the one time. That's crazy, man. That was a great day. I wish I made it out to more of your games. I wish it made it out to my brother's games more too. But um, but that was fun, man. That was such a cool uh experience. I know David hit the ball off the fence that day, and we had to we had to roast him. Yeah, he he has warning track power, but you can knock it out. You guys were competing like the whole season on uh, what was it, ERA and strikeouts? Yeah. What? Who won? Who ended up Me. winning? Oh, Me. come on, on both categories. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, I heard that you uh, you didn't want to pitch in the postseason just so that your ERA would get better, but I'm pretty sure that was just because they were talking smack that you were winning. <laughs> yeah, probably. I don't know what happened in the postseason. Yeah, dude, that was postseason's rough all around, man. I had I had so many guys this year uh, in CIF just make it like get knocked out in the first round that they had no no business losing those games. It just yeah. that's the way baseball works. Yep. Yeah. Um what um what was your ERA and, and strikeout in your senior year uh, senior year? So my ERA was at zero point two zero and then I had seventy-nine strikeouts. <laughs> How many innings pitched? Thirty-five. You had seventy plus strikeouts in thirty-five innings? There is three innings on there from a game that got canceled halfway through that I was throwing a perfect game in. Okay. It got rained out. I had seven strikeouts in that game, so there's technically like 38 innings, 80 something strikeouts. That's freaking awesome, dude! Like, um, I I remember um just getting the highlights. I was like, dude, Connor's doing it again. He's he's acting up. That's yep. crazy, man. Yeah. Uh, what was it like, um, going into your senior season and committing, but still having to grind like to prepare for for Division One baseball? What, did you feel like you checked out, or you got more hungry to to push harder? So obviously, once I committed, I had a weight room class in high school. I kind of took it as a chance to like be the best I possibly could, obviously for high school, and then obviously trying to develop and get a better grip on my pitches and just like working my pitches, making sure they're ready, and then also getting stronger and keep building because if I had stopped, who knows what would have happened in the fall with San Diego. For sure, man. Yeah. I think uh, you're kind of like a poster child of doing it the way that I wish most people would do it, where 
where you you're a grinder and you're you're getting after it um and you're hungry to to try and find a home and and i know there was a lot of stressful times in there but i think that yeah. stress kind of kind of elevates your capacity for adaptation um what i mean by that is you're you're able to like actually um actually push yourself beyond where you thought you were capable of going simply because you're trying to you're trying to chase something that you really want like you i i remember when we were you were 10 years old like you told me you wanted to play division one baseball and you wanted to compete at a high level so i was like all right let's go let's let's go, let's go on this journey together man but um but like i i don't know if that's you if you if you commit your freshman year like if if things go well at granite and you um you make all all state and or all city and um all league and um and you you have a great time there and you commit your freshman year i don't know if you get in the weight room like i i i think yeah. i think you going through that adversity pushes you to uh to be the person that you are now man it's, uh 40 pounds heavier or 30 pounds heavier, whatever it is, whatever it is. <laughs> I can't do math. You're in me college. Either. You should know this math better. No, than me. <laughs> math is not fun. No, That's I true. have to take another stats class next semester. I'm not happy about it. <laughs> Dude. I haven't taken stats since 2007. <laughs> yeah. It's probably a lot different now. Probably bro. I, I cannot imagine having a kid and having to tutor that kid. Cause by the time they're in like stats, I'm going to be like 80 and they're going to be like, or it's math is going to have changed like 10 times. <laughs> yeah. It's no. Mm -mm. Yeah. No bueno. How, how's college life right now for you? Like your second semester done or. Yeah. You... I'm fully done with my freshman year of college. Dude, that's crazy. I, I so know. Now I feel even more old. That's, that's insane. So right? when you're in the books, uh, grades, good. Everything's uh, you're yeah, passing, you're good. eligible. Yeah, I'll be uh, eligible. I'm good. That's awesome. Uh, fires me up, dude. I I know. Um, I know we were um we were fighting for you on that one. I had to kind of sit you down and and yeah, last slap semester you around a little bit. Last semester was a fight to the till the end on my finals, but we we made it. We survived, dude. So I know. Um, I know Serrano, like Serrano High School, was really good academically, and you had to really push yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, I remember you highlighting kind of my little brothers and them pushing you. Cause they were like 4.7 GPA guys. They're freaking yeah. baby geniuses. But yeah. um, how was it being around them? And how did that kind of help you uh, push yourself now that you're in college? Well, obviously on the baseball field, me and David competed a lot, both being pitchers and kind of like, it was a healthy competition though, because both of us just wanted the best out of each other. Mm -hmm. Like it wasn't like that. Oh, I hope he fails type competition. And then obviously in the classroom, them having those 4.7 GPAs, I'm like, oh, I think I can do that. But obviously I wasn't in the AP classes to do that. So I was getting like my 3.6, 3.7 GPA just cruising through. But it was higher than I ever got because it granted I was like a 3.2 to a 3.5. Yeah. So uh, do you think uh, your time around David and Danny and just other guys who were kind of high academic achievers um, on your team – do you think being around them kind of pushed you to want to reach those three seven three eights? Yeah, that, and then just obviously wanting the best I could possibly get for any college to commit to. Hundred percent. Yeah, I I definitely saw an evolution. Like, kind of coming out of COVID, there was two types of athletes. There, the type that kind of 
succumb to the pressure of of that whole pandemic stuff and they kind of uh they lost interest in baseball and they lost interest in just like that internal drive and then there were guys like you who just kind of really dug in and then and gritted your teeth and just pressed forward man you you kind of ran through the trenches and came out stronger on the other end um what is it like in college now like is it a similar environment where where all the all the athletes are pushing hard in the weight room and uh in the classroom and on the field or is there kind of more of that uh that vibe of just like trying to just trying to survive uh it's more that just do what you got to do to stay on the field like mm-hmm. make sure you're doing good in the classroom like obviously you don't want to fail any classes because then you got to retake that class down the line but just trying to stay on top of everything, work through. Obviously, everyone's grinding in the weight room because if you're playing D1 or any level college baseball, you want to go to the pros. You're not just playing college baseball to go, oh, I can get two more years or I can get four more years. Everybody has kind of that same goal in mind to going pro and getting those large signing bonuses. You can really tell every guy here wants that and really pushes themselves to get there, whether it's in the classroom, on the field, or in the weight Yeah, that's cool, man. I I miss that, to be honest. Like, it, it, I saw glimpses of it in college. Like, there were, there were definitely people on my team that, that I surrounded myself around who were on the same mission as me, but, um, I didn't truly experience that, um, that culture of just, like, pushing to to the best of your ability until pro ball so the fact that you're in that culture right now and you're you're driving through at what are you 19 years old now or are you yeah, 20 19. You're 19 yeah when do you turn 20 august 29th of this year dang bro you're about to be a an adult again, adult again. <laughs> you got the adult adult weight you got the adult age now we just got to get you to finally grow into your adult legs and then uh then we'll be all set not my chicken legs <laughs> Yeah, no, bro. Like that. That's so cool, though. At nineteen, like you're you're already um experiencing some of the things I didn't get until I got drafted. You know, like that's that's super cool. And and kudos to you, man. You really busted your butt to get there. Um, yeah. What what did uh your first year of college ball kind of feel like for you? Where what are the ups and the downs? What are what are some of your um behind the scenes thoughts and stuff? So like, obviously in the fall, like you get here and luckily I had the month of July where they kind of brought us in to have us work out and take a summer class and that wasn't too bad because obviously like you got an hour in the weight room like the classes weren't too bad just kind of simple just chilling having fun and then we got into the fall and like I started counting 15 units which five classes you get into that and then you start balancing baseball around it and we had weights four to five times a week practice two to three times and then the deeper we got into the fall, we were scrimmaging every Friday, Saturday, Sunday, just trying to balance everything. You go, okay, like I got to be at the field at this time, but I need to do homework before then. And then learning the balance in the fall. And then obviously coming into season, you're traveling like first weekend we go out to ASU and we leave on a Thursday and aren't getting back till Sunday night at like 10 30, 11 o'clock. And just try to learn the whole balance. And then, the mental game is a lot different in college than like you would expect. Like you're playing with the best of the best. There's no like break. Like you can't just calm down and be like, Oh, like it's no big deal. This next hitter is not that good. Like 
you always have to be on your best game. Every you got to live pitch to pitch and stay strong within each pitch. And like, if you miss your spot, you can't worry about it. You got to get on to the next one. Like, you just got to stay mentally stronger than I think I expected to. And it can be a toll at some times, but our pitching coach really keeps us in there with the mental stuff and really helping us get mentally strong at this level. Because the more I've gone up in baseball, it seems like the more it becomes less of like how you play and more of a mental game because you already have the talent, but obviously trying to get the mental side of the game can be the hardest thing because they always say it's 90% mental. Hmm. Yeah, it's crazy. I, I remember um, a quote by someone named Oral Hershiser. You're probably too young to know that guy. No. Oh, you remember him? Okay, good. <laughs> yeah. He, he had this saying, uh, <coughs> you're always one pitch away from disaster. And yep. uh, that that's so true. Uh, and every level you go up, that gets more and more intense. Like, because yeah. now, like, well, how many fans do you pull per game typically? I think, like, towards the start of the season, it might have been, like, 100 to, like, 500. Mm-hmm. But we're more in, like, the 500 to 800 range, maybe pushing a 1,000 in some kind. Yeah, which so is like, then super you, exciting. Yeah. Then you pull, you go up to ASU and you got 3,000 fans. Those games yeah. kind of like, whoa. Um, talk to me a little bit about pitching in, in one of those games. Have you, have you pitched in front of, uh, a lot of fans? Like what was your, what was your biggest attendance game that you've thrown in this year? So I ended up throwing first weekend against ASU on Sunday. <laughs> like I'm warming up at the bullpen and their bullpen's out of left field. I'm like, okay. Like I could feel like every, all the like nervous takes and everything. Like they say, well, Connor, you're in. I'm like, oh, well, here we go. And you get out of the bullpen and, like, couldn't feel nothing. My body just goes numb. I'm like, oh, boy, this is interesting. This feels weird. (laughs) Everybody's yelling and screaming. You can't hear a single thing. Like, first batter, curveball, first strike. I'm like, okay, we're doing good. We're here. Next pitch, ball. I'm like, oh, shoot. Next pitch, next pitch. Hang a curveball. Kid wraps it down the line for a double. I'm like, oh, boy, this, this is interesting. (laughs) like get up the next guy get him foul off first pitch and next pitch hits the hardest line drive i think i've ever given up right at our shortstop shortstop steps on second base double play got out of that one huh coach or our pitching coach comes out grabs me and says well that was an interesting outing (laughs) i come off the bat dude that's awesome I love it, man. That's um, that's kind of how my first uh, pro ball experience was. I went up there thinking like, oh man, 90s fast. <laughs> and so I um, I walked up and uh, uh, right after I signed my papers and I walked out to the the field, you know how spring training is, how there's like a whole bunch of um, whole bunch of different fields, like field one, field two, field three. So I yeah. went up to field two where there was like a cluster of, of players that looked like they were my age. So I walked up and me being a cocky senior from college, uh, thinking that 92 was fast. I walked up and I was like, all right, there's someone with a radar gun and a chart. I'm going to go see what these, uh, what these little newbies uh, are working with. And so <laughs> I walked up and, um, kind of peeked over the corner, just nonchalantly, like fold my arms, just kind of glancing over to see how hard this guy was throwing. And it was a righty. He was kind of a, a little short righty and, uh, first pitch that I saw was 89. I'm like, okay, okay. I, I belong here. And, um, I saw the, 
the Dominican player that was taking the chart down, he put it in the changeup category. And I'm like, no shot. He totally messed that up. There must be a language barrier or something. Next pitch, 101. I'm like, oh, oh no. <laughs> Where am I? What is this? And then all of a sudden, uh, next guy comes up, lefty, 101 from the left side, but it was like off the backstop in the dirt, almost hit the umpire, uh, almost hit the guy on deck. It was just like ball everywhere. But it, it's crazy, the talent level. And um, I think I learned a similar story to you. Um my first year too is is it's a mental grind like there it's so different being away from home for the first time at that capacity where where everyone is a stud everyone is better than you everyone's taller than you i'm i was six three and and i felt like a freaking like like baby next to all these six foot nine like tall right-handed like 100 mile an hour throwers and um getting to that point where where you can overcome that mental stuff is, is a challenge, but it sounds to me just like from, from some of our talks throughout the season, like you're, you're really doing a good job of handling that adversity. Well, man, like I, I didn't expect anything less from you, but, but you really are tackling that like a champ. Um, talk to me about kind of where, where you're at now um, with your, your physical stuff. I know we're, we're going into the summer and you're going to be playing a lot this summer down in San Diego. Talk to me about what your, what your hopes are on the physical side. Like how many innings you hoping to get? Um, you trying to put up some numbers like you did senior season in high school. Where are we at? Um, I don't really know how the summer league fully works yet. So we don't know how many innings we're truly going to get. I think there's only like 30 or 40 games. So it kind of just depends on how many pitchers we have. Mm-hmm. Uh, just obviously to get stronger, get more used to facing college hitters and just start locating better because I've dealt with some location issues where I just leave balls up and it doesn't fly no more. Hmm. And just that's crazy, start, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's been a change. And yeah, then hitters just, don't just hit mistakes, they hit good pitches too now. Yeah. And then obviously just trying to make sure everything's doing what it needs to do and just get stronger in the weight room and keep having the velo entries. Hopefully, touch ninety soon. What are, you're up to like eighty seven, right? Yeah, I've hit yeah. eighty seven a couple of times. Yeah, it, it's coming, man. It's it's yeah. definitely there more in bullpens than it is in games right now, huh? I don't know because the bullpens. It's just kind of like I've never thrown this much in my life, so the bullpens. I don't know how hard to throw the bullpens. Yeah. I've I've seen you personally for so many years. So I, I just when I watch your in-game footage versus your bullpen footage, it just looks um it looks like you capture those uh those later windows better in your bullpen versus in game. You just you have that tendency to like step on the gas slightly too early. So I know yeah. that you're you're a you're a couple outings away from from really truly like leaning into those uh those extra couple miles per hour that you already have in the tank just from gaining the weight so yeah i'm I'm not worried about it i think you playing this summer is going to be going to be a big step for you man you're you're going to get more than one inning in a row you're going to get uh be able to heat up cool down and then heat back up and and get into that second inning and i think that's really where you're going to kind of ease into your um ease into the mound a little bit feel like you're kind of melting in instead of all tense and rigid and yeah. Um, I think that's really where you're going to start feeling it is when you get into those legs and just kind of relax and realize like, Oh, okay. I can, I can get to that second and third inning. Um, yeah. so it'll be good, man. I, I'm, 
I'm super pumped for you. You kind of alluded to it a second ago. Um, you said you've thrown a lot this season. What what does that look like from for the guys that don't know what college baseball looks like? Give me give me like a day in the life of. So like obviously in the fall is a little different because we were all throwing like every pitcher threw in a game and like stuff, and then obviously in the season the upperclassmen are all throwing and getting their work in, and we'll throw on like Tuesdays or stuff or sometimes on the weekends, but. Normally, like, I'll take Wednesdays off, but, like, at least once a week I'm getting long toss in. At least twice a week I'm getting off the mound. But you're almost throwing on an everyday basis. In the fall, you're at least throwing on the main mound once a week to batters. And then in the spring, depends on what's going on. Sometimes you'll throw in a real game. Sometimes they'll have you face, like, hitters in a little scrimmage game if you don't got a Tuesday game that week. But – it's a lot more throwing than like the normal person would be used to or like just throwing in general for moving from high school to the college level. Got you. Is what is like their standard like um towing the rubber protocol? Like do they do they not like you to like miss time on the mound for a certain number of days? Our coach just likes us getting off the mound at least two times a week. So no matter what, we're always prepared to pitch in a real game. Like obviously getting off the mound because to take time off the mound, obviously things can change. Like your velos or your your location might not be there. Something might not be there because you can't get off the mound at those times. Yeah, that's kind of how it was in the Diamondbacks organization. Like they were really big on on towing the rubber. So if if you didn't have spikes on the dirt, um within two days that third day before the game even started like we'd have a seven o'clock p.m game so at noon we'd go practice and uh we'd get to the field at like 11 or or 10 or 11 a.m and um by 12 if if you were on that list of guys who hasn't towed the rubber in that set period of time they'd have you throw like a light bullpen and then at seven you'd be on the list to pitch in that game so that was that was kind of an interesting dynamic have have you guys done anything like that, or is it more just like um, um, bullpen work only on days you're, like, guaranteed not to get in the game? Uh, sometimes on, like, Saturday games, like, they'll have us, like, do, like, short boxes or light bullpens, just get that feel on the mound. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, just for the viewer, what is a short box? So short box catcher comes up closer, and you're just kind of just working on locations, getting your hand or arm out in front, just making sure everything's there but it takes pressure off your arm because you're not throwing from 60 feet. You're not putting a hundred percent into it because you're not throwing as far. Got you. Yeah, that's good. Um, always like to define some of those things. Um, what's, um, what's kind of the coolest part about, um, uh, about pitching in college. That's, it must be a new experience kind of feeling like a celebrity a little bit. What, uh, yeah, being on TV, no, joking. but you've been on um, TV. I've seen you yeah. Um, yeah, talk to me about that. Just, like, facing, like, every hitter's, like, really good. Like, facing every hitter that's – it's always a grind. Like, every at-bat's, like, a battle. And just being able to face competition every at-bat, really have to battle through at-bats and make sure you're working pitch to pitch, not, like, living within one pitch. Hmm. Yeah, that's that's for sure cool, man. Like, um, do you feel like you've – risen to the occasion a little bit on that do you feel like you're improving from facing those higher caliber bats yeah as the season's gone on stuff definitely feeling improvement and just 
city mentally stronger too. Yeah. I, I will tell you, man, um, I've been, shoot, I, I mean, I've played high school, college ball. I've played professionally, but ever since all of that, like I've, I've been around coaching high caliber athletes for over 10 years and, and every freshman season is a grind. Everyone's freshman season is all the same. Everyone thinks that they're the one person that's not getting enough innings. Everyone thinks that they're the one that struggles with this whole like adaptation to a, a new environment, but but you guys are all in the same page. You're all on the same journey. Everyone's everyone's um, cover of their book looks a little different, but but the words are all the same. Every, everyone has the same feedback. So exactly. you're not alone. Uh, uh, <laughs> some coaches just like they'll they'll be brutally honest and say I effing hate freshmen. <laughs> it's just because because uh, they're they're wanting that that finished product, and some guys yeah. need that first transition year. And uh, and I think you're. You're definitely uh, at the head of the pack. You you may think you're uh, needing a lot of growth, but you're doing good, man. Keep keep uh, keep chipping away, keep plugging away. You're um, you're only gonna get better from here. And and you you kind of said it at the beginning of our time, like you're already good enough to be there. And and it's just the mental side of like um, believing it and and owning it and continuing to push and chip away. So yeah. I, I'm pumped for you, dude. I'm I'm so pumped for. For your summer man um when do, when does your summer start and uh if anyone wants to come watch you where are you, where are you going to be playing so obviously summer doesn't start until we're done in general because like right now we're in first place in conference which gives us the chance to go to conference tournament then win that and go to a regional mm -hmm. once that's done we'll be playing at uh maranatha high school i think they're not i think that's what it's called it's down here in uh san diego 45 minutes from where I'm at right now. That's cool, man. Yeah. Are you, you excited for the postseason or what? Yes. Should be That's cool. Good. Yeah. I'm not going to say anything cause I don't feel like knocking on wood and jinx and stuff, but uh -huh. you guys, you guys are looking pretty sweet right now. I'm, yeah. I'm excited to watch some of those games. Is, is there anything local to hear that you guys might be playing at or is it all uh, out of state or out of the area? I don't know where we're going to be at uh, for regionals and stuff yet and it just depends on where they set foot is yeah i i definitely want to get out to a game man i've um it's been a grind and i i wish i could have been out to some of those games but i wasn't even making it out to my little brother's games man like it's just yeah. been it's been so tough at pfa but um yeah i'm i'm excited man i'm i'm super uh super proud of you super proud of all the progress man and i i i know everything is just like exactly where it needs to be um with you and and where you're at and and you're uh you're not behind at all you're you're right on pace to to doing some exciting things and and moving closer and closer to that goal of getting drafted one day so keep it up man keep keep grinding and um yeah we're we're all going to be excited watching you and uh and watching you grow and mature and and hopefully one day um not have chicken legs and actually throw nine yeah yeah thank you <laughs> for sure dude for sure for sure uh for everyone else let's go ahead and uh see the see the chicken legs no i'm just kidding i'm just kidding don't do it don't do it. i was just joking bro don't do you it you don't want to see my room right now it's some bad <laughs> i don't know if i ever once in four years of college picked up a vacuum um so um to all the people that did not know me in college that's a that's a good thing because i was a slob yep. <laughs> What is it like having a roommate, bro? Do you, you guys I don't have, have one. 
You don't have a roommate? You are so freaking lucky. I didn't know that. Yeah. What? How did that work out? I don't know. It just happened. Dude, that's so cool. Um, so you don't have no one to blame but yourself. Yeah. I have to take care of everything in my room. The trash. The, we can't show the trash right now. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, you haven't taken care of anything, Connor. I saw it earlier when you were trying to fix your computer. No. It's just bags in the background full of food and stuff and, and clothes. Connor, I'm telling your mom. <laughs> she already knows. <laughs> Dude, I, I remember do my laundry. My... I haven't done that in a while. Yeah, no, no, I never did laundry. I, I. If it, it smells good, terrible, it goes but back every on. time my mom came to visit me, we she would like do my laundry. It was yep. very embarrassing. Anytime I've gone home, laundry, please. Yep. I I would I literally bought a basket to put all my clothes in to take home with me on the weekends. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh, crazy yep. man. Yep. Well, one day you'll grow up. It's okay. Hey, you'll grow <laughs> up. You probably still don't do your laundry. See, see. <laughs> Bro, ugh, up until a couple of years ago, um I would never fold my laundry. I would always do it, but it would end up staying in a basket and then I would just um I learned about this thing called wrinkle release. So uh -huh. you, uh, if your clothes sit in a hamper for a long time, they get all wrinkled. And so I would pull my shirts out of the uh, out of the bin, and they'd be all wrinkled. So I bought this wrinkle release, and so I never had to fold my clothes. It would just sit in the corner, and I'd grab what I wanted to grab, and then when it got dirty, I'd throw it in the other hamper. And so it just went from hamper to hamper, and I never actually folded clothes. But now yeah. that I'm married, that doesn't fly. Like we have a dresser. Things go in a certain place. Everything's color coordinated. Um, I learned what a uh, what a dishwasher is. <laughs> I can't just use paper plates anymore. Sucks. Man, that's so simple. Just paper plates. Throw them in the trash. Mm -hmm. Plastic yeah. forks, plastic spoons. Yep. Yeah, no, I I don't get to be a bachelor anymore. Got a got my wife who I love her to death, and uh, I'm so glad she is like that because otherwise we our house would look like your dorm room. My dorm room's not that fast. Uh, Connor, do you want to aim the screen down that way just a tad? No. <laughs> All right, man. Well, sounds like you got a lot of room cleaning to do. Uh, no. So we're gonna we're gonna wrap to this episode up. What? I don't have to do that till Sunday. <laughs> Why you got a hot date or what? No. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm not going to say what I was going to say. <laughs> All right, Connor. Say off the air. <laughs> All right, Connor. We'll uh we'll talk to you next time, buddy. Good luck uh good. good luck leading up to postseason, brother. Thank you. All right, guys. If you guys made it to the end of this video, uh make sure you let Connor know that he needs to clean his room more than once a month and uh be rooting him on this season and uh all you guys take care and God bless. Bye. <laughs> Connor